This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you really probably should. Uh, Today is a very special episode of Chill Filtered, um, and I want to describe that in a second, but before I do, uh, let's get down to a little bit of business. Uh, We are a podcast, so you can listen to us on multiple venues, but we ask that you can like and subscribe. That would mean a lot to us as a podcast. Um, Subscribing just means that we have great listeners like you, but our, you can also feel free to review on places like iTunes uh, and leave a comment about what you can, what we can approve, anything like that. We'd love for you to join us in that way. Um, and uh, feel free to hit us up on Patreon.com by supporting us. Even a dollar a month would mean a ton to us. Um, that's the business. Here's the podcast. Today, like I said, we have a very special episode. Um, Adam is not here. As you can tell, most of these episodes start with uh, Adam talking about all the business and all that stuff. But today, I have a very special guest, one of our favorite listeners and one of our favorite patrons. Uh, We have Robbie Dedlow here. Robbie, how's it going for you so far? You know, I got to be honest, I am pretty nervous. I've been a big fan since before day one. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. It's good to be nervous on a whiskey podcast because there's whiskey involved and that should take care of <laughs> I think whiskey can easily take away the nerves and stuff like that. Um, Robbie, as I mentioned, very great friend. I actually met Robbie in Boise, Idaho. Uh, let's see, I was 21, or I was about to turn 21, so that puts me, that's uh, eight years ago, basically. Wait, yeah, you're eight math, years ago. You're the math major. Yeah, <laughs> math major. Actually, that's one of the jokes uh, the Deadlows and uh, me and my wife have is that I am referred to as math major. Um so yeah, I mean, yeah, we met. I remember the day we met. It was uh, when I the first day I actually moved to Boise for the first yeah. time, and uh, we just met through uh, kind of a church kind of thing, and uh, and we've been friends ever since. Actually, we weren't really tight that first summer I was here. No. That was that was a special summer for it you guys. Was, that was a special summer. Yeah, for us? Was some, that when we adopted Amara. That's when you adopted yeah, Amara. So that was two thousand. 11, yep. 12, 11, 11. Mm-hmm. 11, there we go. Yeah, that was a special summer. We didn't have time for much of anything with our first child, so <laughs> let alone friendships. Yeah, I remember that. But I remember thinking like, it, it kind of sounds funny, but I was like, this guy is super cool. I wish we could become friends. But then the second time I moved to Idaho, we became very good friends. And yeah. my wife actually lived with you guys. She did. She became my daughter's obsession. Every morning, she'd <laughs> wake up. Every morning, wake up. Where's Kever? Where's Hever? Where's Hever? <laughs> We'd have to pull her out of Heather's room all the time. Uh, had to tell Heather multiple times, if she's too much, you just let us know. We will drag her out of there. But she was great. I don't think Mara ever became too much for Heather. So. Oh, yeah. I think Heather was a great sport about it. I think one of my favorite stories actually about that was I think you were introduced to this story when Amara at the breakfast table um, says to you, Daddy, Hever showers <laughs> when, <laughs> when Amara, three years old, by the way, uh, walks into Heather while she was showering. And I Heather, don't remember that. <laughs> you don't. I, yeah. I, you know, that girl does so much stuff, but 
yeah, that stuff didn't, didn't stick out. Yeah. Probably should have. Probably should have parented that a little better. <laughs> so um, how old is Amara now? Gosh, Amara is nine years old now. Oh, yeah. she's so adorable. And she where is. she, did you mention where she was adopted from? Uh, she is, she doesn't like talking about that. That's all good. <laughs> that is all Sorry, good. It's a little awkward. She's going to, she's going to, yeah, she doesn't, that's kind of her story, but it's cool. But no, uh, she's, it's an international adoption and she's an awesome kiddo. And you know, that was just my wife's vision for our family. Start with adoption. And you know what? Like it has been amazing. So no, that's amazing. Yeah. And then, uh, what's it been since then? Kid wise. Oh my gosh. It's too much kid wise. Uh, so Two years ago, coming up at the end of this month, we had twins, and we're finally getting out of that fog. So we have a little Finley and Ooh. Juniper. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> nutty. Now Heather and Colt this morning we got a little taste of the twin drama. You know, mm. one of them's always crying, doing something. So it's it's tricky. Oh, they're so adorable, though. It's great to see. Uh, I don't know. It's great to see a whole family out of you guys. And I will say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best thing for the twins this morning is, you know, you got good friends like Heather and Cole coming down. Everybody should have a friend like Cole. Like, Aww, I refer to Cole it. as my whiskey buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole showed up. We opened up the courier. The, no, the courier didn't even call Don Craig this time. They didn't have to get the courier to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we opened up a package with, oh gosh, 15? Uh, 12. 12 sample bottles of amazing whiskeys. All my best stuff. And a bottle of... 1792 uh it was a barrel pick of the bottled and bond so we did had that and mm-hmm. then you know i wife says cole's coming to town you can splurge a little bit i think i bought four bottles of northwest whiskeys that i knew cole probably wasn't getting into i'm super excited so we started the morning but with some uh some bourbon yeah the 1792 1792 mm-hmm. and uh you know got plans to just kind of sip through the day and the week so it's you know it's gonna be a good day it's gonna be a good weekend i'm excited yeah. i think um that's one of the things that robbie and i really can uh just bond over is like good whiskey. And every time we visit each other, there's definitely whiskey and cocktails involved. Uh, definitely. So I felt like it was a perfect thing that not only is Robbie a great supporter of the show, but he's also just a great friend and a whiskey companion, which kind of sounds funny, but I I really mean it. Like we enjoy just chilling it's, and eating yeah. and drinking together. It is fun. And I, you know, I got to say, I got the good end of the deal here because Cole, his uh, love of whiskey and his, uh, the amount of money he's willing to put on his love of whiskey is far greater than mine. So I definitely get the, the better end of that deal. So And and everyone kind of knows my stance on sharing whiskey is like, I don't even pull my stuff out, like my best stuff that is. I don't pull, you know, E.H. Taylor Cured Oak out on my own. I need to share those special bottles with special people. And for me to have it, I need <laughs> someone to share. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, it's, it's amazing. So um, what was that? Oh, so I had a story to tell, actually. Um with uh so on what was it two weeks ago on uh monday i what was it it was memorial day and i told myself maybe i'm just going to take a break from alcohol for uh until we get to boise and um it was weird because in my mind i was thinking i was drinking too frequently it wasn't that i was drinking too much like most of the listeners know that my intention is never to get drunk with with drinking um, but I felt like I was drinking almost every day and not that that's like a big deal, but I felt like it was a big deal for me. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take two weeks off until we get to Idaho and then, um, and then just like kind of get back into it. And I was worried that like, I would really like want it really bad, especially like after a hard day or something like that. The shakes kick in. Yeah, <laughs> That's when the shakes kick in. But, uh, but it's been good. The only problem with it. Was it felt like more than a month? It was literally, um, 
11 days and it felt like an eternity. And it wasn't one of those things where I was like craving it and just be like, I need it or anything. So it didn't worry me in that way, but it actually felt like I hadn't drank in like over a month, which was just funny to me. But you ever, you ever like, I don't know. It just sounds weird. Speaking of Memorial Day, I had, you know, I had the same sort of thing. Okay. I know we'll be drinking here, there, all over this weekend and Mm kind of waiting to, you guys get here. I thought, well, I'll cut back a little bit, try to be a little healthier about it. Yeah. Uh, and nature did it for me. Um, Memorial Day weekend, I had a margarita, and then I got a stomach bug no. that the babies had. Yeah. Totally turned me off from wanting to drink because I, yeah, stomach bug, and I was like, I'm done. Don't want to drink. So this morning at what, 8 o'clock? Yeah, when we sipped. Yeah. Is that first in the, two weeks? Or since Memorial since Day? Since Memorial Day, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's I, crazy. I, I did. So, and the thing I worried about though is uh, not having drank as frequently lately. Is like my taste buds might not quite be there. Yeah. So the other night, I like uh, I I did pour a little bit of two bar bourbon. I did have a sip of that. Like, okay, like it's they're still there. I can still taste it. It's yeah. delicious. Here we go. I definitely wanted to, and and like, don't get me wrong. Like, it was not hard to go eleven days without drinking, but it was like. I did, like, look at the whiskey. I would walk around my whiskey rack, but, but also, like, I'm the type of guy that, like, when I'm near my fridge, I just look in the fridge, Yeah. Um, and it's just a weird habit I have, but I find, like, if I walk by my whiskey rack, I just want to, like, smell certain ones, yeah. and I did that a few times. I walked by, and uh, what was the one? Uh, Ezra Brooks, um, Seven Year. I, like, walked by that, and I was just like, well, I haven't smelled this one yet, so I'll do it, and it, it, it sounds, I don't know. I'm not a lush. Well, like, I get you, though. Like, uh, so typically, when I listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. um, you know, I teach. I get out from teaching and I have about, you know, if I'm able to get out early, I get about maybe 45 minutes if I'm really lucky to, you know, definitely at least 20 minutes to kind of before I pick up my Amara from school and I'll listen to it then as I sit in the car kind of outside of her school. Yeah. And like, that's not an appropriate time to want to drink, but like, (laughs) it always like, I just kind of wish I had some, you know, some bourbon or whatever you guys are drinking with me as I'm waiting outside the school. I'm like, that that probably wouldn't go over too well. Yeah. But I get what you mean, you know, when you say like, it's the ritual too, I think, you know, like. I think uh, just listening to people talk about it or even just see, like seeing it. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you know, partake in the ritual. So let me ask you this. With like, I find that with, I I mean, I when I think about our listeners, and actually this is the first technically like interview with our list, with a listener. Not interview. I mean, we're interview. not doing wow. it. Sounds, wow. Our first like basically like. I mean, we had Ryan Hack on that one time, but he actually, I don't think was a listener at that point. But you're a listener. Do you? Do you ever drink along with us? Um, you know, not as often. Um, you know, I think one thing that was really, you know, I love about the show is I feel like, you know, I have drinking buddies. Uh-huh, for you sure. You know what I mean? So if I have what you guys have, I'll drink it. And I remember, uh, and one thing that, you know, is very special thing to me was uh, earlier in this fall, uh, my dad was dying of pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And uh, I just reached out to you guys like, hey, what are you guys drinking? I think my dad's going to go in the next week or two. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, I was like, I'd like to go buy some. Unfortunately, you guys were <laughs> drinking. That was the Eagle Rare 17. Oh, episode. yeah. So, you know, Cole was awesome. Hooked me up. Had the courier run out some Eagle Rare for yep. me. And uh, so that episode, uh, that was that was a, you know, good for the heart kind of a thing. And, and so we I drank could, along with that one. Yeah. And, you know, like the... Uh, 
I, you know, I'm a little cheaper. I'm a little yeah. more frugal when it comes to my whiskeys. I love whiskey. It's a reasonable way to live, uh, actually. I get, I, <laughs> it's not as fun. Uh, sometimes I wonder. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, but definitely drink long for the Jack Daniels one because mm-hmm. that was attainable. Uh, the Red Breast one was attainable Ooh, and easy. Yeah. So, yeah. That, you know, every once in a while, if it's if I have it on hand or I know I can easily get it. Yeah, I'll now, go along with you. That's that's cool to hear because, like, I think that was always our intention. Maybe not like when I'm drinking like E. H. Taylor cured oak or something that, like, I know everyone's gonna you know go out and find their bottle, whether it be like secondary market or you know, there, no one's mm-hmm. ever gonna find that in the store anymore. It's like from four years ago, but um, yeah, I always wonder like, are people drinking along? It's cool to hear that like you are and. And uh, do you often listen to it with like Amara or the uh, the we, other family members? You know, we did in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and then Adam can have a little bit of a mouth. I think so, <laughs> you hear that, Adam. It's, <laughs> and it's fine. You know, I like it's what you know. It's a show about drinking whiskey, so it's yeah, not for re- sure. Not like Amara's like, hey, can we listen to more alcohol podcasts, mm-hmm. Dad? Um, you know, we'll stick more to our NPR, what in, for wow sure. in the world type things for kiddos. But yeah. uh, every once in a while, we would you know, especially I think uh, you know, when we became Patreon members. You know, you dropped our name and you yeah. had a good. You know, there's every once in a while, there's a little shout out, and Amara thinks like I'm famous. You know, like that's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, so we'll listen a little bit when things like that come up, but you know, not too often. It's funny though that um, so. Actually, right when you sent me that thing of uh, Eagle Rare 17, yeah, um, I started a spreadsheet and I was keeping track of like all sorts of stuff. I think I got like eight episodes into it, uh-huh. and then I fell way behind. I never sent it to you guys. Wait, so what kind of stuff, dude? It was all over the board, and so like I ran like and then stuff with my dad happened, and like for sure, and it's like you got all this other stuff going on, and I forgot about it for a while. But it was, and I, so I went back recently, and I was like, because uh-huh. the year episode was coming up, and I was like, well, well maybe I'll, I can get caught up and kind of send it to him. Yeah. Uh, I think I only got like six episodes in originally, and like I was looking at the spreadsheet, and all of a sudden I'm like, there's like 12 to 20 categories I'd keep track of. That's so cool. So it was, yeah. <laughs> I'll Wait, show I'm so intrigued now. Like, well, was, was it like every like, time Cole said like the word like, well, or, yeah. Like, I kept track of every time Adam swore. <laughs> Uh, I kept track of things like stuff you would say, like slogans for t-shirts. Oh, that's uh, great. Pop culture references. Drop a cube reference. Drop a cube. Yeah. Um, uh, Adam's sexual innuendos, which, <laughs> which guys, makes me somewhat uncomfortable. Can, yeah. you can, And that's when I'll, I'll be honest, that kind of dropped off a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I oh, know, it has. I mean, it has. And yeah, I don't know if that was not the, uh, thicken in the mouth, you know, thicker in your yeah, mouth. exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. So just stuff like that. I'll show it to you. I'm so intrigued. I, so I, I love I, that you did that. I'll have to get some input. You know, like and that's something I, I did enjoy doing it. So I've listened to every episode in the first ten, at least twice, three, two or three times, probably. Oh, so I love I'm that. I'm definitely a fan. Oh, we're so grateful for that. Yeah. So, um, so I guess we'll, we'll wrap up the uh, as as Adam says the oh I'm and you know what not as Adam says as I say the uh, non cursing man that I am. We are shooting the breeze. So I'll, <laughs> I'll finish out. We're shooting the breeze here. But um, actually, I'll ask you, Robbie, what are we drinking today? Oh, my goodness. You're asking me. This is different. Yeah, this okay. is a little different. I was, I was planning to ask you. Oh, yeah. Uh, today, I'm pretty excited about this one. This is uh, from Rogue Spirits. It's the Dead Guy Whiskey. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited to go into a little bit of the history of this. Actually, we both did a little bit of research on this one. And I, yeah, we'll get into that uh, right after we take a short break. All 
right, back from break. So, um, yeah, like we said earlier, we are drinking um, Rogue Spirits, and that's out of Oregon. Yeah, yeah, it's the Northwest, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, and that's uh, where we are right now. I would say, you know, most people would agree, out in the Northwest. Idaho is Pacific Northwest, we are totally way landlocked. So, I, I know we're done shooting the breeze, but let me just tell everyone out there how much I love the city of Boise. We were actually, uh, Robbie and I and the whole family were walking around downtown Boise today. I absolutely love that town and it is so underrated. So I just wanted to put a plug out for how you great it is. You don't need city. to put out a plug. Like it's like gotten ridiculous. Oh, people, has it? People in Boise will be like, don't plug Boise. Really? It's, it's kind of like Austin, I think is the same way where oh. it's like, don't move to Austin. We want to keep, you know, so it's like, yeah. people don't want you to move into Boise. Come visit. Yeah. Don't, don't enjoy it. Don't come they here. They want you to go back. I could, uh, I loved live, my time living here. But anyway, um, Pacific Northwest, we got Rogue Spirits. And it's specifically their dead guy whiskey. And so I will take it away with some of the um, history that we got going on. So uh, feel free to chime in at any point, Robbie. All right. But um, so what the research I did on this, I wanted to talk about, first of all, Rogue Brewery slash Distillery. The brewery originally started um, in 1988 in Ashland, Oregon. Um, and I actually know some people from Ashland. Yeah. I've never been there, but I've been to Oregon, but definitely not Ashland. Um, three Nike executives that like, you know, I think they did they reti- did you catch if they were like retired to this? I never caught that. But I, yeah, I imagine they don't have the time to start a brewery slash distillery if they're still at Nike executives, but maybe they were, um, They've expanded quite a bit now, and their headquarters is in Newport, Oregon, which is like this really cool like port town, not not Portland. I thought, thought you said pork town for a pork second. <laughs> no, not a lot of pigs. I could I could see that. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they're. Yeah, they're, never mind. They're not probably known for their pig status. No. Um, and they've yeah expanded quite a bit. They first started doing whiskey a while ago, and it really wasn't notably good. It was actually more like experimental but not experimental for the sake of like quality it was more so like like for example in 2015 they put out a chipotle whiskey and they they always put it in like beer bottles like like large beer bottles with like a certain cork or something stopper like yeah that. and i actually Rubber remember stopper on the yeah cage thing yeah and then i remember at the liquor store i went to in colorado springs i remember seeing it as like a specialty kind of whiskey on the shelf but yeah. i was not even going to touch it because it just didn't even look like a whiskey. Yeah. It looked like a, you know, fizzyless, um, you know, beer that was weirdly colored. And uh but eventually apparently they started to take whiskey seriously. And here's what really sells it for me with this um distillery here. They do like everything themselves. From yeah, from yeah. from mash to barrel, everything, the bottling, it's all they even like up. they even like grow their own grain. And yeah, they, like you said, uh, they cooper their own barrels and not only their own barrels, but like from Oregon oak trees, which is really cool to me. Um, and they don't like, they don't bring in anyone else's juice, which is super cool to me. Well, I think it's funny, you know, you guys often talk about mm-hmm. people bringing in uh, other people's juice and you, know, exactly. you, hope, you hope to get away from that eventually. Well, you know, I think what it takes to start without bringing in other people's juice is to be a Nike executive. Yeah, I guess so. You got to have a little <laughs> One bit of, of money. Three Nike executives. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, we've talked about, you know, like, uh, you know, people like starting off there, like even, what was it? Like, yeah, even a very respectable whiskey company, like a whistle pig. Yep. You know, they didn't even start making their own juice. It took them years to start making their own stuff. 
Um, this company started from scratch. Of course, they started as a brewery. So don't get me wrong. They probably had some money up until this point where they really started yeah. to go after like making their own stuff. But like, I respect that, that their first real products were, I mean, even their beer, I think has always been on site kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all local and done right. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of got a name in the Northwest. And then I forgot, we're actually drinking beer alongside our whiskey tasting today. And we're actually drinking Dead Guy Ale from Rogue Brewery. Um, so I think that's kind of cool that we're, and we'll get into why that's special in a second. Um but I'll talk about the actual whiskey, the Dead Guy whiskey. So you've heard of Dead Guy Ale. Some people have been out there that heard of Rogue Brewery. So it's actually like the same, quote, mash bill yeah. on this. Of course, they don't put hops in the uh, whiskey. But um, yeah, it's like it's all the same fermentation and like basically mash. Um, but apparently the and it's not any different than their beer. Uh, which is actually uh, in the style of a German. Is it Maybach or Maybach? I was googling the pronunciation. Oh, really? I I couldn't find it. I'm gonna say Maybach. I'm I'm gonna join you there. Maybach uh, is the Maybach. Yeah, <laughs> your Bach. And yeah, I've heard of Box. I don't know. I'm just not a beer guy. I feel like Adam would know the answer to this one. But either way, I think everyone kind of catches our drift. But they have like a proprietary um, yeast strand that they like rock with which is wow. kind of cool like they, they like made their own like strain strain of did i say strand strain i didn't catch yeah it. whatever I'm it was they, they they basically like breeded their own yeast and they use it specifically now, on there their you own did stuff. say breeded <laughs> it would have been bred Bre- what about the breeders band i don't know about the breeders band i don't know <laughs> oh the cannonball yeah the cannonball on the last splash um anyway that's a really <laughs> random um uh, shoot off there um but yeah they started distributing this specific bottle in early 2018 aged over two years was it on the ocean robbie oh see now this is where it kind of calls back to the supernova yeah Cole was exactly like, it was aged in space and i think that was when adam's like you said you were gonna give me space oh, whiskey the biggest letdown of the year so i look at the bottle i thought it was aged on the ocean i'm like cool this is cool it's aged on the ocean no yeah apparently it's aged by the ocean or technically by the bay which is right next to the coast um like this area of newport oregon has like quite the bay to it which is pretty much the ocean <laughs> quite the bay. quite the bay yeah you've not seen a bay till you've seen that bay <laughs> i love that um yeah actually um it is not a bourbon or a rye but it is uh, aged at least two years in new american or even oregon charred oak barrels um mm-hmm. it is just an american whiskey um cool dead guy cork um all metal Super cap cool is that a it looks like a fake cork which i'm not against actually it looks like it's rubber yeah but a really cool dense like metal dead guy on top he's like a skeleton with a cool hat Peter, maybe yeah You're a metal guy you know i would say that is steel mm. taking a risk here okay yeah but yeah, uh, steel is risky yeah it is yeah but anyway yeah but anyway so um their first batches um, of, or rather, yeah, their first batches of whiskey were in like, yeah, like I mentioned, beer style bottles. But this one's actually a really classy looking bottle altogether. It's like a rectangle or a square base, really cool looking bottle. All their whiskeys nowadays have this, and even a few gins they have have this same bottle shape. Um, but their other two whiskeys that they have, or other three whiskeys actually, they have an Oregon rye malt whiskey. Which I and then they have a Oregon single malt whiskey, 
and then they have a Rolling Thunder uh, stouted whiskey. Um, total wine uh, estimated cost, which is usually a little low if you ask me, mm-hmm. uh, is $48 a bottle. This comes in at 80 proof, 40% alcohol by volume. And that's pretty much all I got. You ready to pop this open and uh, get to I, it? I am so ready for this. I think I bought this, gosh, two months ago when I knew you guys were coming out. Ooh, so I was, excited. I was like, we're saving it. Yeah, I appreciate sorry. that. So this is a first for both of us. I've this definitely is. never had this. All right, here we go. Let's see. Oh, oh, you know, a little shallow, but but little. still a nice pop. That steel cork was hard to get off. <laughs> oh, now I'm doubting myself. I bet it's um, I bet it's aluminum, but but my pride in um, telling metals apart is is actually really really dumb to have uh, you know something to be proud of but i did i was a metalsmith so i got something to uh to be proud of there whoa i haven't even really put it to my nose and i'm getting strong chocolate on this oh yeah chocolate all around it yeah and then um a lot lighter color than i would i thought yeah I think, what did they say? There is a, they don't, I want to say it's barley and rye are the main two grains in this, but I don't know the exact thing. So, so if you're listening, Rogue Distillery, maybe you can even hit us up on Twitter or something and be like, hey, that's a, a proprietary blend of grain or something like that. Don't ask <laughs> questions that you don't have any business asking or something like that. Uh, any other nose? Oh man, it's so strong. I'm just getting chocolate. Yeah. I mean, really, it's overwhelming. All... You ever have, um... Sixlets, yes. It's it's almost like fake chocolate. Like it's gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like those candies that are like those round M M&M and M looking candies, but they're completely spherical, and they're Come just, just like a plastic tube. Exactly. Yeah. They they have this like fake chocolate taste, but I'm getting that, and it's not unpleasant. I actually really like the uh, smell to it. Um, but I I'm a little scared of this actually. I have a feeling uh, one of my one of the things I worry about with with younger whiskeys is actually um, like a soapy taste, similar to what I get in a lot of small barrel ones. But I, I don't think they would do this in small barrels, especially if they're aging over two years. Whoa, uh, Robbie just took a sip. What are you thinking? Oh, man. So mouthfeel, it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. It just kind of sits there. Mm. And then the, on the back, back end of it, it just explodes. Oh, Cole just got it. His eye just went wide. Whoa. Just explodes with like a... Espresso-y chocolate. You taste. nailed it. Espresso is like the oh my goodness, like almost a chocolatey espresso, almost like a mocha. I think a mocha. Like when we had the uh, beer barrel bourbon from uh, New Holland Distillery, that tasted like ice, like chocolate icing. This tastes like a mocha, in my opinion. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely chocolatey, espresso-y almost. I mean, not super coffee flakes tasting so I'm getting a little bit of coffee for sure mm. well it is a pacific northwest oh yeah that's uh, the origin of all coffee i will say i am pleasantly surprised with how good this is same this is delicious no high high respect to um to uh rogue spirits and distillery um this is it's something to be proud of um it might not be like top um you know whiskey i've ever had or like up there with you know some of the better ones but this is like for a two-year new product for a distillery this is really good yeah it's definitely unique i think i mean this is like dessert right here absolutely i i kind of just spit a little bit on myself but this dessert is the best way to put it like i would drink this like a port after you know a good steak dinner or something like that 
Absolutely. Yeah, that is delicious. So I am going to um, take a little bit of water. Actually, Robbie's pouring it up now. He's got a, a siphon straw method. Um, and uh, <laughs> you need to pick a little more. So, this is yeah. not a skill I practice. And, and Robbie, it's funny. Uh, how much uh, percent of the mountain you pour do you think that Adam and I typically pour? Pro- is it less than what I poured? It is. We pour like we pour like less than an ounce typically. It's weird. But like, I'm not against this. We're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, uh, but in the same sense, you guys are kind of like business side of this you know adam especially he's, yeah he's like podcast master yeah he is um i'll give it to him there. we're like I, i'm on friendship side of this like we are sharing a whiskey together and yeah. you know what? it's gonna be a bigger pour but yeah and we got the whole weekend and two extra days to spend together um and we you know are staying home for the most part and going out here and there but actually that's one of my favorite things about hanging out with the dead low family is that uh, we can usually, um, yeah, just drink and have fun and, and not overdo it. We never, like, you know, regret what we've done or feel like we've gotten to a point where we get any sort of level get, of inebriated. We get puzzle drinky. Yeah. That's the, that's the depth of that's, our drink. We that's have the a best drink, way to put it. We do some puzzles. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We're not getting too wild. So on the nose with the, with the water, I'm not getting any different. Super chocolatey. Slightly, maybe a little more like it's like an earthy smell to it. Let me try it. Let me see if I can get that as well. But then again, I am, I dumped a lot of water on more than I would have wanted to. In but mind. we do like multiple drops. I mean, we might do like three drops max, but like you probably did like a little more than that. But we also poured, you know, a decent, not decent amount, but like more than I typically pour. Um, mm-hmm. We both took a sip at the same time. I think, uh, yeah, sorry, that's Adam going to be upset. Oh, he's going to beat me later. Oh, man, you were going to get it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Not too much difference. I think it's a little lighter, less robust. I think when it was neat, that um, coffee, chocolatey after, not after birth. (laughs) Yeah, as Adam would say. (laughs) The The placenta, as I would comment afterwards. (laughs) It, uh, It definitely toned that down like before it was it just all of a sudden just kind of bloomed in the back of your mouth and now it's 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 yeah. there I, I and the funny thing is it's 80 proof to begin with so it's kind of it's not i would never think this is more than 80 proof but it's not like light that's nothing i would call this especially with uh, the neat pour it's yeah i wouldn't call this a light whiskey because it is full of flavor <clears throat> like there is nothing holding back in this it's not really oaky but like I said, that mocha taste is just insane. Like, I, the closest thing I can think of that is like this is that um, New Holland bourbon barrel aged uh, whiskey. Or no, the, uh, sorry, the New Holland what is it? Beer barrel bourbon, um, which I really liked, especially for a like a quote micro distillery. So I'm gonna drop a cube. I know uh, Robbie just did. So I'm gonna add. And Robbie's pro at a few things. Uh, one being everything and two being uh I, I don't know i just like robbie and i get along in a lot of ways like we we go after certain things but he um has the freezer space to be able to pull off clear ice nice finishing ice yeah, yeah. and i i i love clear ice Ooh, um catch the uh the the like the what do you call this the the color and like the swishiness i wonder if this is chill filtered you know 
The term swishiness <laughs> Let's get into that. is a pro term that Cole uses, which is why we get along so well. Yeah, um, yeah it's starting to get a, it's a little... A little cloudy. Little Cloudy's cloudy the best way there. I could put it, yeah. probably. And so, cloudy from completely clear ice. I will say back to the ice. Mm-hmm. The first time I made clear ice, Amara was like... Oh, you've got powers like Elsa. Oh, that's awesome. Did she really say that? <laughs> she did. That's amazing. And I felt like a cool dad for like <laughs> the next eight years. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I have sniffed it and the nose is uh, a little tamed down, but the palate Definitely. is actually really, um, it has brought in more chocolate and less of the espresso taste in my opinion. It reminds me a lot of that chocolate icing that we got from the beer barrel bourbon for New Holland. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It's definitely, you know, it's tamed it down. You know, water tamed it. Mm. It's tamed it a lot more. Uh, Definitely prefer it neat, though. I think it's just, yeah, the neat just blooms in the back of your mouth. It is potent. It hits you real fat. Yeah. It just comes on strong. This is not bad at all, though, with ice. No, not at all. I mean, hot summer day. Yeah. Mow the lawn. Mow the lawn. Um, chase the kids around the yard. <laughs> exactly. Drink one of these with some ice in the shower. You know, that's kind of... Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a great... That's like something me and Adam should think about. Like, we have actually talked about that in the past. Like, what is the best way to drink this? Like, maybe not even like neat water mixed or anything like yeah. that. Um, more so like, what does this like fit in life? Like, I don't know. Is this a hot day whiskey? Is it a cold day whiskey? Like, I would say neat is pushing more of a cold day but like I, oh man sitting next to a fire oh yeah or after dinner like on we the said. bear skin rung yeah rug. exactly with the bear head attached <laughs> and all that yeah i mean definitely yeah I, I, winter time like mm-hmm. drinking neat summer drop a cube yeah good to go so we have our um our graphing chart thing of our favorite um or like our rankings, and I want you to join this one, Robbie. Okay. What would you give this? And I want your pure, like, don't base it off of me or Adam's uh, ranking, rating styles. Okay. Out of one to ten, what would you give this guy? Well, I'm glad you asked me to do the one to ten instead of Cole's uh, twelve part. It's six parts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And people are gonna get used to it because it's great. <laughs> yeah. Sure, Cole. You're starting to think. You're starting to think. Starting a real good um, thing. You know, I, so just to preface again, I am, I'm easy when it comes to this stuff. I like typically I go to a whiskey. I'm like, I like it, or I kind of like it. There's rarely ever I don't care for it. Tastes like whiskey. No, tastes like yeah. No, I I, I love drinking spirits yeah. in general. It's a good um, thing. But I would say, you know, especially for the price, you know, yeah. I, I would say this is more of a niche kind of a, a, I would a agree. whiskey. Um, I think I'd probably just go about like an eight point five. I like that. I like that a lot. Personally, I'm gonna go through my number rating first, Robbie. <laughs> and my number rating, I give it a solid seven point one. Uh, I like it. It as, is special, as Cole would say. I respect that. I res- <laughs> Did I? That's a funny story. That's on my chart too. It's like how many times Cole says, "I respect that." Did, is it really? I, I took yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was in a column that says things Cole respects. <laughs> I'm so intrigued now, and like, oh my goodness! Now, I, now I'm so intrigued to see this whole list. Uh, thank you for doing that. I guess that like makes me so excited that like someone like loves uh, it so it's much. Halfway, it's a quarter of the way. No, it's like a fifth of the way now. You'll no, get so. there. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, my new rating system, as I've mentioned before, goes from never drink again, meh, uh, like it, love it, exceptional, and top 10 I've ever had. I could have swore there was a never meh again in there. (laughs) Never meh. You you should add it. Yeah, I should. That'll be the seventh uh, tier. It's less confusing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would give this right between like it and love it. Um, With that 7.1, yeah, I'd put it right between those two. I wouldn't exactly call it exceptional, but then again, it's a two-year whiskey from a micro. But like for a micro distillery, you know, like starting things up and really taking whiskey seriously, this is fantastic. Yeah, I really, I was gonna say respect. I really respect. <laughs> you can respect what they're things, doing. Man. Just add it to the it. list. Yeah. So, uh, so that's it for um, for our rankings and stuff. We're gonna move on to our favorite segment. We like to call whiskey world news. i thought we were gonna do like a cute frenzy whiskey <laughs> let's do it again whiskey, whiskey world, world news. news all right so cole asked me to pull up an article again this article is something we didn't write for sure adam didn't write um Maybe nobody wrote it because yeah, there is, there's not an author noted on it. Who at doesn't all. do that on their website? Is mention who wrote their article? But anyway, go ahead. So yeah, we, I got this from blabbermouth.net, and it's on. I don't know why I chose blabbermouth.net. I think it was like the first Google search of whiskey news. Whiskey news. Um, but uh, it's titled Metallica introduces new master distiller for blackened whiskey brand. Ooh, yeah. Um, again, it's on blabbermouth.net, and there's not an author listed. So, Metallica has welcomed Rob Dietrich as the new master distiller of the band's recently launched brand of whiskey. A veteran in the spirits and music industry, Rob will oversee the sourcing, blending, and cask finishing of barrels for each batch of blackened American whiskey. Dietrich joins the blackened team following the tragic passing of his predecessor, Dave Pickerel. Pickerel died suddenly last November in San Francisco, where he was scheduled to take part in the annual Whiskey Fest event. Says Metallica in the statement, Rob initially learned the art and science of distilling from expert distiller Jess Graber. Graber? He earned his distilling stripes throughout more than 12 years in the industry, and whiskey lovers took notice of his limited release, cask finish expressions such as snowflake, sherry cask, and more. In addition to an extensive distilling background, Rob spent a decade in the music business honing his passion with Bill Graham Presents. As a freelance agent for a variety of venues like Colorado's Red Rocks Amphitheater, and the Fillmore in San Francisco. Nice. As well as managing tours and festivals, he is a veteran of the U.S. Army's 10th Mountain Division and served from 1992 to 1995. Wow. His two combat tours in Somalia, and that's probably not as whiskey world newsy, but it's cool. I mean, he served. That's great. Yeah. Um, He'll continue to build upon the foundation set forth by his predecessor, Dave Pickerel, who he sadly lost last fall. Known as the world's preeminent distiller, Dave brought his vision and creativity to Black End, to offer a premier whiskey enhanced by our music. Rob will continue to honor his spirit while bringing his own talents and skill to the role, working closely with us to keep Dave's legacy alive. That's... Okay. So, that is really interesting. One thing that comes to mind when I... um, Like, reading that, is they never mention where he's the master of still of right now. And Cool. I mean, I thought that was interesting, too. Like, (laughs) why wouldn't they mention that? Do you know Cole? I actually have met actually, Rob can I, Dietrich. Can I, no, here's another thing. Uh-huh. I think I kept track of is when Cole would say things like, "Now, Adam, do you know?" Yeah, and so then Cole, <laughs> do you know 
what where he was the master distiller at. Yeah, he was in Denver, Colorado, uh, similar or pretty close to where I used to live in Colorado Springs. Uh, he was the master distiller, and he probably still is the master distiller, similar to how um, uh, Dave Pickerel was still the master distiller of Whistlepig mm-hmm. when he was taking over the Metallica Blackened uh, label. Um, yeah, did I? Uh, yeah, Rob Dietrich was the uh, master distiller of Stranahan's okay. in Denver, right. and Stranahan's is known uh, for their basically like their barley blend. Um, aged in charred oak, oak barrels and uh, a very special way of doing it but also um what is it blackened is a very special way of going about whiskey so special yeah so i feel like i feel like rob dietrich is kind of the perfect guy for this because he probably has the time in that he only looks over a few products and and not to you know bash him or anything like there's nothing wrong with that he's got stranahan's the snowflake release and you know some sherry finish stuff that that goes on with the stranahan product but i feel like he's a really good fit I so like I said I kind of met him but it was kind of in passing when I I went to a snowflake release in mm-hmm. Denver for the Stranahan's distillery and it was the Mount Evans release and I waited in line from 4am to 10:30 or so um in December in Denver. See, that's why I say you got to have a whiskey friend like Cole. Yeah. Because I won't do stuff like that, but he will. Oh, it was it was so bad, actually. It was, like, terrible. That sounds bad. <laughs> it was, I mean, Denver in December. But anyway. Um, the altitude is hard to breathe. Yeah, you can't cold. even breathe. Oh, my goodness. And we were, like, way back in the line, and it took us quite a while to get inside. But some people were waiting there, like, way earlier than we were but i guess they got their whiskey sooner um but we were allowed to get yeah we were allowed to get um that's how lines generally work <laughs> for some reason it sounded profound in my head oh okay, yeah, okay. Oh, you get there first you get yours first so that's right. how cues and lines work mm. but um but yeah i actually when i finally got my bottle rob dietrich was there and he was like signing bottles so i'm like dude yeah. sign mine and he's got these amazing mutton chops for the record. I think that's what gets you in with Metallica. Seriously. I think that's, yeah, probably half the reason. You want to meet the band? Be a rock star. Chop your mutton. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I don't know. Any thoughts for you, uh, Adam? I mean, oh, I just could, literally oh, called you man. Adam. <laughs> that's, that's a compliment, man. No, 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 no. You're Robbie Dedlow. Uh, speaking of which, I'm going to start Boise Story Slam. Oh, yeah. Because highly I, I know, recommended. You, you calling me Adam just... Made me, inspired me. It just took things off in your mind. No. I Honestly, I don't have too much, you know, I haven't tried the black. Have you guys even tried the black yet? Yeah, we had it on um, the episode that we were honoring Dave Pickerel. Oh, for. that's mm. right. We I had that in yeah, Whistle you guys, 10. You guys interrupted the regularly scheduled program. Yeah, we did. Um, did because that. we actually right. almost had Dave Pickerel on the show. Like, it was actually oh, very I remember close. You telling me yeah. That. You guys were uh, super excited. We were on a text basis. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. The group text there was like, we might have something awesome in the Seriously, works. but it didn't work out. Yeah. And he passed away within the next two weeks, yeah. actually. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, you know, I love whiskey. I love drinking it. I yeah. don't know a lot about it, but I remember you telling me that. And then I saw that he passed, and I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that would have been such an awesome opportunity. Seriously. Um, but. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that was thanks for the thanks for the great article. Uh, how are we doing on time? Oh, we're we're pretty much closing in on uh, our typical scheduled amount of time. But um, yeah, I just I, I think this was I don't know. I really laughed a lot and had a great time. I laughed more after I j- gave generous pours. Apparently, no, no, it's okay. uh, it's how All it right. should be, okay. I guess. So, um, but yeah, I uh, I hope you had a good time, Robbie. I had a good time. I really hope that you have a good time at my house this week. I hope that you have a great 
time with us this week. (laughs) I hope that we stop all this hoping and you get to a tagline. Well, I hope everyone that our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm -hmm.